Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a biblical worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. Prepare to be couched. Welcome, everybody. This is Nick Thomas, along with the uh, the beautiful Dr. Robin Hall. <laughs> How are you doing, Robin? I'm excellent. I was I was like wondering what word you were going to pick. Beautiful, <laughs> yes. Uh, before I said you, you you sound exquisite, or the lovely Dr. Robin Hall. Sometimes you're called Mind Hunter. Uh, your uh, Mother Hall uh, is what I'm going to probably do in the future. Oh man, that, we'll we, that like feels like a reference Mother to. Hall. Catholicism and Reverend Mother. Mother Hall. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought like, it was a nursery rhyme. I don't know if yeah. I like that. Oh, Mother Goose. Mother Goose. Yeah. Is There isn't a Mother Hall nursery rhyme, is no, there? there Did should I? be. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, am I for totally forgetting one that exists? Forget Mother Goose. <laughs> Who named her that? Well, we're talking about anxiety today. And if Mother Goose's actual name was Mother Goose, that would give me enough reason to have anxiety. <laughs> if Well, if you were a goose and your name was Mother Goose... <laughs> Um, wow. Where have we gone in life to where we're talking about? I don't this? know. We've kind of spiraled a little bit. Um, but yes, anyway, we are talking about um, anxiety today. So um, disclaimer, um, warning, uh, proceed with caution, flashing red lights. Um, we are in absolutely no way going to exhaust this topic in the series that this first series that we do, um, on anxiety. Um, we plan to return to this topic from every different perspective and angle that we can think of, um, that you guys even suggest to us in the future, um, over the life of our podcast. It is definitely our plan to return to this topic many times. So please, understand that we are not in any way going to be all inclusive with regards to our discussion today. Um, yeah. There's we, just no way to do it. Like right. we, there's, we have to break it up. Um, and in order for it to even be digestible. So right. we wouldn't be even doing a service uh, to you <laughs> if we said that this is just black and white, it's yeah. either this or that. Right. right? Uh, a wise man discerns uh, their situation. And yes, you two women need to discern <laughs> uh, your situation. But we live in a context of complexities. And that's the exact uh, kind of subject that we're talking about. Very right. complex. It's not black and white. There are all kinds of situations that lead to this as right. well. And you will hear some of those today. But as um, as Robin said, it's not exhaustive. We preface this for your good right. as well right. and encourage you to dive in even deeper right. into and the things that we're talking about. Just because about. we don't talk about what you specifically might have struggled with or what, you're, what someone you know or love might have struggled with um, today doesn't mean we're not saying that that isn't real or it doesn't, it isn't, it isn't in existence. Please don't hear that. Yeah. Like, it, and we also, um, we aren't even like necessarily placing importance like on this area that we talk about today over any other, but we, we wanted to lay kind of some ground, some foundational information for you guys. You know, this is what, um, the secular psychology world says about anxiety, worry, panic, and this is what God says about those things. Um, very, you know, very, very generally. And our, yeah, our plan is to get super specific in um, episodes, series to come about different, like, experience, different things related to anxiety, different experiences of anxiety. Like I said, from every possible angle, yeah. we plan on discussing this. And what you will hear is truth. 
Um, and the truth of the word of God transcends all situations and uh, it fits cohesively with all situations. So when you hear the word of God, to bring that into whatever situation, though we may not bring up your situation, is not a bad thing. And you'll hear you'll hear some theological input upon different types of anxiety um, and healthy worry and an unhealthy worry. We'll get into those a little later, but you will will hear those. So stay tuned, stay uh, with your ears focused, with your eyes and ears focused, right? Um, <laughs> you sound like a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, right. Focus yeah. with your ears. And make sure you raise your hand before you ask me a question. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, but um, but that's what you will hear. And so we hope this will be beneficial to you. We've, we have prayed um, over uh, this show. We pray uh, before every show. Um, and we would also love your input um, as well. There are situations that you're going through that might even give us uh, inspiration for another topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we are getting your, uh, your comments and your messages uh, here and there. Uh, we have seen you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and will address the things that we need to address. Yeah. Not lo- everything will be addressed. It. We love engaging with you guys through social media. So yeah, keep doing it. Please you know. do it, yeah. And so, okay. Uh, so let's get down to business yeah. then. All right. Yeah, launch so. right into it. So, um a couple of like overarching goals for me in this first conversation um, is to dispel the kind of popular and in my opinion, very lazy um, understanding of anxiety that is held or seems to be held by like the church Right. So, um, I've heard a lot that it kind of gets always shuttled into this category of lack of faithfulness, right? Lack of faith. Um, so not that, um, lacking faith doesn't absolutely increase anxiety. Um, but we believe, uh, very strongly that there is a whole spectrum of things that uh, cause, contribute, you know, to experience of anxiety, panic, um, and, you know, the various different related kind of psychological ailments. Um, So my goal, my overarching goal, like I said, is kind of shed light on um, that as a, like, as just incorrect, right? Um, And I know that a lot of people get counseled that way. Um, Again, I'm not, like I'm not challenging anyone's pastor. That's not my intention. Um, but anxiety is much more complicated um, for the average Christian than just just simply a lack of faithfulness. So um, I hope that our talk kind of helps people articulate better too um, some of the stuff that goes on that's related to anxiety. Um, yeah. So. With that, um, I thought we could just start by kind of defining some some of the like words, the related words. Okay. Um, but so like for Nick, how do you define anxiety? Um, historically, uh, anxiety was always to me a, a worry about something, um, either subconsciously or consciously. Um, theologically, and I, I I don't know if you want to go into this later, but theologically, um, an anxiety is uh, almost, um, well, uh, an unhealthy anxiety is disregarding the providence of God or that he would provide for you. Um, In the Sermon on the Mount, he says, do not worry, you know, about, um, you know, water, food, clothing, shelter, uh, shelter. Your heavenly father already knows that you need these things. Um, and, um, and he says, don't search after these things like the pagans search after them. And we consume our lives with, the, with daily essentials because we need them. Mm-hmm. But if your heavenly father already knows that you need them, he, he exhorts you to say uh, or to search for his righteousness, for his kingdom first. And then everything mm-hmm. is added unto you. Now, we have to put that in context, everything that you need. Right. So before <laughs> we launch into that. Because yeah. like, like we really, we absolutely have to focus on what you're saying. Like, I just want to define like some of the terms. So like anxiety to you is worry. Yeah. Worry about either the things that I need or worried about the things that uh, should be coming to me. um, uh, But aren't kind of thing. Okay. 
um, or anxiety about what others are thinking of me uh, as well, uh, which is derived from insecurity. Like so those wor- two, yeah, worry, yeah. like worry yeah. over those things. So those okay. two things can be cohesive with each other, and that's how I generally view anxiety as a, just a lay person on the outside. Is I, worry. Yeah, obviously I know the clinical side of it and the theological side of it, but yeah, what does it feel like a worry about something? So yeah. that you just launched right into my next question. What Boom. is what for you? What does anxiety feel like physically? Uh, physically. Well, I've never uh, dealt with generalized anxiety to where I can't breathe kind of thing. Uh, but it is a worry in the mind. Um, and what it feels like to me is, I, it, to me, it feels like depression. Um, it feels like a low, because I'm already pre-assuming what's going to happen in this anxiety. Um, and then all of a sudden, my, you know, my world is changing, my worldview is changing. So it's a very kind of so you become depressed in response. Yes. Yeah. Okay. With all the other, you know, problems uh, that I've either have experienced in the past or worries about the future. Okay. Yeah. So the way that I try and differentiate anxiety and de- depression when I'm explaining it to people and what is also my own personal experience with it, um, anxiety uh, is a much more like physically energizing experience than depression mm. typically. It involves um, a part of our endocrine system related to adrenaline, mm-hmm. um, and adrenaline causes uh, increased heart rates. It actually messes with like blood flow and where blood is directed in the body. Um, we're going to get into this a little bit more, but people who experience panic attacks have very, very physical symptoms with mm-hmm. anxiety. Uh, de- definitely racing hearts, um, sweaty palms, uh, shallow breathing, or Oh, hyperventilation. Um, mm. I have a, a experienced in the past um, uh, what feels like my heart dropping into oh, yeah. my stomach kind of yeah. thing. It's like a roller coaster right uh-huh. when we go down. It's like that, but I'm either laying or sitting down right. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So I have felt that in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. So I would, I would probably categorize that like more along the lines of pa- like feeling panicked, right? Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. sudden, sudden onset of anxiety yeah. where you like your heart, it does feel like your heart just sinks. Yeah, it just sinks right and uh, you stomach. feel like you're either having a heart attack or mm-hmm. your brain is not communicating with your lungs to breathe. Uh, right. You know, it's like, oh, I forgot how to breathe kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, I've experienced that, but it, it's quickly gone away. Sure. Um, like uh, it didn't last for a long time. It was like maybe two or three seconds. And I know that some people, you last all day kind right. of thing like that. And right. So mm-hmm. it was me. It was just a quick, probably a quick, small worry that yeah. I had either subconsciously or consciously. Right. Or news, yeah. like devastating news. Devastating news. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, okay. Absolutely. So uh, depression for me um, and my experience with most people is much less um, energizing. Like you, you tend to be slower and want to do less um, like kind of cave up. Right. And anxiety can make us almost speedy. Like we Mm. have to keep moving. If we slow down, our thoughts might catch up with us and Mm. um, you know, we don't cope too well. Yeah. So it's, it's a defense, really, to right. trying to uh, block yourself from hurting further. You know? uh, a distraction, right? Yeah. Avoidance. So um, I actually just looked up online the like Webster, Merriam-Webster definition of anxiety, um, and at, like so as a noun, a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So we like people tend to have anxiety about real things. And then we also have a very, very strong p- propensity to worry about not real things, mm-hmm. right? Um, stuff that only exists in our imagination. For example, like what the time that we might spend, like what do other people think about right. me, right? right. Um, I think Mark Twain said, I've worried about a lot of things in my life almost none of which came to pass. Right. So humans have a tendency to spend a lot of time in uh, fantasy, right? Um, imaginal um, I- imagination, like what, how, how certain scenarios will play out, what the future right. looks like. And right. a lot of that never, ever exists in reality. Yeah, I mean, uh, to go off of Mark Twain, it was a very wise statement. Uh, it's uh, I've heard something similar. I've spent uh, more times worrying about something and less time actually experiencing right. it. Yeah. 
And uh, I've uh, that's rang true almost every single time I'm worried about an outcome and the opposite happens. But I have experienced the outcome that I was worried about. Sure. And it becomes that much more devastating because I was worried about yeah, it. Wor- so, I yeah. mean, right. You, sp- you spent all the time worrying about it and then you were devastated yeah. when it happened. Yeah. And so I blew it out of proportion. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, worry um, as a verb means to give way to anxiety or unease to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or trouble Hmm. um and then there were like you can also worry somebody so cause somebody to feel can like anxiety or concern for you as a verb but um the way we're talking about it is as your own like personal experience so it's contagious yeah (laughs) well i mean if you behave badly or you do stupid things you're gonna cause like your mom to worry right sure yeah yeah oh my gosh i'm just imagining when tobias can like well he already does you know (laughs) like in a way that like he can hurt himself yeah so much respect for moms. Um, and, and that's getting into the category of somewhat of a healthy worry, right? Because you well, care for your child. You know, I mean, it's... You're alert. It's you know. not healthy to, to like, live there. To yes, dwell, you're right, right. You're right. There isn't a rogue molecule. Do, do you see why everything can't be black and white? Again, it can't be black and white. It's good for a mom to be concerned for uh, their child. It's bad for a mom to live there <laughs> in that concern. So, yeah. yeah. So, as a noun, I thought this was interesting. Worry is a state of anxiety or uncertainty over actual or potential problems. So, yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to that where they are like, they've had a worried state of mind. Right. Um, and individuals who like suffer with anxiety on a daily basis are almost always just kind of there in that hyper aroused state. Um, and that sucks because you don't ever really get to relax and enjoy what you've been blessed gifted right it's a i think that's what you exhausting experience you hit the nail on the head with that word enjoy Mm -hmm. the reason why i said that uh or why i say that is because the quolette the uh the uh uh, the preacher in ecclesiastes he substantiates a lot of things on joy like it's better for a man to enjoy what he's been given than to what you know to worry, to steal, to mm. disregard God, all that stuff. I mean, it's it's in there. It's prevalent. To covet what he doesn't have or what he perceives he doesn't have. Exactly. Right? And yeah. he's observing all these uh, things. I just read chapter six where God hasn't given man the power or a rich man a power to actually take dominion over the things that he has. But yet a stranger comes in and consumes his goods. Why? And that some versions use the word enjoy. And the reason why I, I bring that up, it's because, you know, the human condition is so anxious, worried, and wants everything filled and be satisfied <clears throat> that even in the things in front of us, we can't enjoy. And that's sin. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else who doesn't have, he goes, well, I'll enjoy that. <laughs> and the, the, the text is very complex. Uh, in this context, you're not sure who's the sinner in this, the foreigner uh, that comes and takes the goods or the one who can enjoy the goods or if it's based off of coveting. But wisdom has shown that sin because of the curse leaves a void in our heart. Oh, and yeah. even in the things that we have don't fulfill us mm-hmm. and we think that they, they do. Well, and we, I mean, because yeah. anything anything outside of Christ, anything outside of God that we look to as a fulfiller yes. is always going to fall short. Right. Always. And this is why Paul constantly Always. exhorts us. Yeah. yeah. Paul constantly exhorts us to say, God has given you everything to richly enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that's very hard because of our anxious hearts. Yeah. So um, uh, then I also looked up concern. I, was, I thought like we could, you know, all the kind of buzzwords. Sure. Right. Um, as a verb. So concern or concerning can mean to be related to or about, right? Like this is con- uh, concerning our environment. Um but otherwise, like be relevant to, be of importance, affecting, involving, having a specific connection with or responsibility for. Mm. I thought that was important. Um, and then as a noun, to worry specifically of for someone or if you are c- the person causing concern to make someone else worry, to cause worry. Okay. Uh-uh. 
that's you know hearkening back to what we would just you know the cause and effect situation mm-hmm. uh, is that your anxiety, your worry, your misbehavior in that could cause somebody else's. Right. Um, so I think it's important too that like we there are there are absolutely circumstances in our sinful everyday fallen world that require concern. Right. They require our attention. Um, our interests, they are of importance. We need to extend concern over those things. Right. Um, it, it doesn't become sinful until that concern replaces, like, essentially your trust in God. And I think this is a good segue into what I just read in Matthew six, um, where he says, don't be, uh, don't worry. Some, some versions say, don't be anxious. Mm -hmm. But then Paul also expressed that he was anxious about the churches that he's planted, that he has a care for as well. And this actually shows you it, it in the Greek, there is no ambiguity in the English. You tend to read things again in a black and white situation to where if you're anxious or concerned at all, you're sinning. And no, that's not how the Bible presents it. No, not at all. Um, and I and think that's it, not how like that's we like that's not how the Bible presents it, because that's not how it like it exists. It doesn't exist. That way. Right. Yeah. And if you never cared about anything, if you didn't have concern or care for things. Oh, my goodness. Can you even yeah, are imagine? You, do you exist? Right. I mean, just think for one second about the stuff in your life that you show no care or concern to and what yeah, happens to that's, it. That's called apathy, which is also self-destructive. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it, there are things you must be like you must be concerned about. Yes. When, yeah. that con- when concern monopolizes, when you start idolizing that mm-hmm. concern, that's when it becomes sinful. Yeah. Right? Laymanly, we would call that When God tells us not to be anxious, not to worry, he's not saying don't care about anything. Right. He's not saying that. There is a very appropriate, healthy amount of interest and, like, concern, worry. That's why I thought it was important to kind of define all of those terms. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of a scenario where it's quiet in the house with toddlers <laughs> and though that sounds like beautiful music to some parents, they go, "Oh no, wait, hold on, no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's something's terrifying. wrong." Yeah, yeah something's wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what mischief, right? Yeah. Happening. And so, if that they, they didn't have that trigger, if they didn't have that instinct, because that they have a care, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's which which is a type of anxiety. It's just to, healthy. You need to keep yourself safe. Yeah. You, like God doesn't call us to be stupid, right? Like. You're not supposed to walk through yeah. a really seedy neighborhood by yourself at night. Yeah. You know, like, so. Oh, you're not is, supposed to do that? I mean, yeah, no. I, I guess I'm speaking more for, as like I a need lady. to take shorter walks. Um, well, I'm, <laughs> just I'm, I'm always armed anyway. But, <laughs> um, you know, it, like there are wise decisions, right? And there are unwise decisions. And sometimes wise decisions are made because we have a healthy level of concern over our circumstances. Right, right? right. So it like God is not 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 saying anywhere that having any that having care or concern or worry about certain things in an appropriate amount is sinful. That's not at all. Right. Is this a good time now to go into the Greek to show the nuances in the Bible about exactly what we're talking about here? And I think it is. Um, and it says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink. I just read that verse. But don't be anxious about what? Your life. Now, mm-hmm. the Greek uh, in here, it's very important. The reason why I bring it up, because I'm going uh, I'm going to compare it to Paul and what he says about anxious. And he uses a different Greek word and it has a different context with a different meaning, right? We talked about being over anxious or over caring to where it actually interferes in your daily life. And then we talked about caring or right. just being, you know, generally anxious about something Normal that's healthy. Concern, right. And the Greek word uh, for not being over anxious, and we see this in the Bible in Matthew uh, 6, uh, verse 25. Um, is uh, merimnao, which means to be anxious or to care for, or I am over anxious about something, and I am anxious or distracted, mm. and I care for uh, that uh, that right. thing so much where it's distracting me. Now, why does the Lord bring that up? Because He already says that your heavenly Father knows the things that you need. Right. I want, 
need. One is coveting, and we have a different uh, 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 subject in that, and one can breathe into the other. Right, right. And so that's what that's what Matthew six means. And I've I've talking to a lot of people, spoke to a lot of people who think just even caring for something is a sin because they've read Matthew six. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important. Like language is important right. uh, in here when you dive into the actual root word, Mary Mao. That's the verb that he's using. Don't expel over anxiousness about this right yes it's good to care that you need right. some food right. but it's not good to care in such a way where you don't think right. that god's where you provide. forget that god has promised to take care of you exactly right and the things that you need right now that does not mean that you aren't going to suffer no not at all not and sometimes that might be what you need to learn how to trust God um, well, or to be it, it sanctified. It brings me to my knees each time. Right? And it does. And it does. And we, and how often uh, uh, we actually uh, forget um, know, about so these things. I know. Now, Stubborn humans. now Paul um, in second Corinthians uh, chapter um, 11 um, is talking about his great suffering and how he's been shipwrecked how he's been accused by false brethren, left for dead, <laughs> beaten, mm-hmm. beaten even. And he's actually, he, he's telling the Corinthians that this has created much weakness uh, for him. Uh, let me find the verse. Um, yeah, verse 26. We'll just start with uh, verse 26. He's been on frequent journeys and danger from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers uh, from my own people, dangers from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger in sea, danger from false brothers and toil and hardship through many sleepless nights uh, in hunger and thirst, often without food and cold and exposure. And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure. This is where the anxiety hits. We're from the daily pressure on me uh, of my anxiety for all the churches. Right. And right. we know where he went in his journey. And he, you are, he's already talking to the Corinthians where I have a lot of problems in here. And the Greek word for that uh, particular um, anxiety. Uh, anxiety sounds like the first one, like Miriam not, oh, which means over uh, uh, anxious, which is this is Miriam not. Mm-hmm. It's a noun. Uh-huh. It's something that he possesses, right. not something a concern yeah, for. Yeah, right. not something that he does or but experiences. Yeah, right, something that he has. Mm-hmm. He has a care and a concern for um for his churches. Okay, so what's the what was the what's the Greek word for that? Uh, Mariam na, which is the uh the root noun word okay. to the verb that we heard uh before. Which was so uh, Mariam na o, which okay. means an overcare, and this noun is something that you possess. Right. So there is a there there is an expulsion mm-hmm. um of of uh, uh of anxiety, right? That that your um um that you're manifesting, and then there is something you possess. Sure. He possesses great care, and it says it makes him weak because it's there. Right. And mm-hmm. he has an abundance of churches, plus all the things that he's dealing with before right. cause anybody to be anxious. Right. And only anxious, you right. got it easy. Right. But, right. but that's not what he's saying. But if you read the ESV or any uh, uh, English translation, you'll see concern. And you might correlate it to where, like, okay, well, then I, I thought you weren't supposed to be concerned about everything. Just trust, just trust God. Right. Just trust. Right. No, that's not. So, like, ultimately, like, at our foundation, <laughs> yes, like, absolutely, we need to trust God. Trust God's promises, right, yeah. to us that He promises to work all things for good. That doesn't mean that those things won't be painful. Right. Yeah. Does yes. And actually, Paul's the perfect example mm-hmm. because the care that he's been given to by God also came through great uh, pain suffering. and suffering. And I think that uh, uh, that that's where we need to hit the nail on the head. Sometimes your care for something or you're worried about something, um, not in an over anxious way, um, is actually God's providence for sure. you. That you have this concern. That you have this kind of stress, burden, we know, yeah, right, that burden. so that you would do it and do it with heart mm-hmm. and do it with urgency or do it with uh, a sense of importance, right? Right. Okay. right. Um, when it becomes debilitating, right? When the focus is entirely on anxiety and not on Christ, right? 
it becomes very sin. It can become extremely sin. That is sin. That yeah. is absolutely sin. In, in and of itself is sin. <laughs> right. And we get there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and super guilty of that myself yeah. on so many occasions. It only testifies to the fact that we're not resurrected from the dead no. yet, or at no. least in the glorified sense. Yeah, that we are very much so impacted by yes. the fall, yeah. our sinful nature. But then this flesh. also also points to the fact that there is no condemnation right. inside Jesus. Mm-hmm. You're going to get this way. And if you haven't already, you will. Yeah. There's no doubt about point. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you have. Let's just 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 yeah. call it like it is. Right. You already have. I'm not, if I asked a room full Mo- of people, right, most, yeah. most adults, I it's, would imagine. It's not, have you felt anxious? It's when have you right, felt right, anxious? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we've all gotten there. Now, outside of Christ, this has become very unhealthy, mm-hmm. uh, can become well, a very no, healthy. And there's no hope, right? Right. There's no purpose. No. I mean, you can't substantiate that. You, know, you can fool yourself. Right. And, um, and uh, you know, rearrange your right. cognition in such a way where you feel better. Right. But why? Who yeah. cares? You know what I mean? You're just a cosmetic accident. You might even right. die. Well, I mean, to me, like that to me makes sense. Like why you would feel so much more anxious. Like if everything is just like chaos and chance, then I really am at the mercy of a completely cold and uncaring universe. Right. And like that doesn't care at all what happens to me or like there's no value in anything. Right. Um, that to me, that mindset breeds so much more anxiety. Right. Um, in and of itself. Like, and that, which is why. Jesus is the answer. And inside of Christ, anxiety teaches us a lot of things. Yes. Even in the ones that we don't want, like the over anxiousness. A lot of, oh yeah, of Teaches us to rely on him more, increases mm-hmm. our faith, mm-hmm. right? Um, though you may, I, I would never say, oh, you're anxious because you don't have enough faith. Mm-mm. But you are anxious because you're experiencing sanctification. Right. In right. one sense, you care, and it's a healthy care. In mm-hmm. another sense, we need to learn now how to focus on providence right, and, right. And, and and Jesus and what he's <clears throat> doing through this. So when, when you're, the, yeah, when you're over concerned for something bleeds into becomes doubt of God's sovereignty of his like perfect purpose, perfect plan. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the main things that I end up uh, asking people in my encouragement to them and admonishing in them uh, in counsel is when they're experiencing these kinds of things, one of the questions that will pop up that I found to be very effective um, is what do you suppose God's doing? Uh And of course, sometimes we don't know what God's Mm -hmm. doing. I'm not actually expecting them to give me an answer, Mm -hmm. but to dwell and think because that's the practice that we need. Well, you're reminding them that there's actually a purpose. Yeah, there's there's, there's something going on. Even when it feels purposeless, there is still a purpose. And it's a good practice of discernment and dwelling and meditating and Mm -hmm. focusing. And sometimes you'll realize that your anxiousness will go right away mm-hmm. uh, with and this. And sometimes it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't. No, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes yeah. the and amen, it makes it worse. <laughs> and we're going to spend, like, we're going to start talking about when anxiety becomes disordered, psychologically disordered here in just mm-hmm. a sec. Um, but we thought that it was important that we kind of talk about worry, anxiety in general, and then how like God makes these distinctions, the the categories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So any of you guys that are like, have been, or are beating yourself up for being like having care for things as sinful anxiety, that's not at all what it is. So stop doing that. Yes. (laughs) Stop doing that. Care Um, for things, be passionate about some things, you know, nurture things, you know, don't let it interfere your life to where, it takes you away from the Lord right. or it takes your right. trust away. It attracts your focus, right? Yeah. Or yeah. distracts you. Distracting. Re- redistributes you from your focus on the anxiety itself. Yeah. Um, okay, so panic was another word that I thought we should touch on because it's important with relationship to when anxiety becomes, you know, disordered. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you kind of mentioned it or like you touched on like the idea of like panic attack earlier, I think. Well, yeah. Where I said my heart sank kind of thing, or yeah, it feels like I my mean, heart sinking. Right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right. Um, so panic is a sudden, the sudden experience of uncontrollable fear or anxiety, often causing wild, wildly unthinking behavior. I thought that was hilarious. Wildly unthinking behavior. It's not wrong though, actually. Um, when we experience panic, um, at least initially in the initial stages of a panic response, um, 
we are our thinking brain the prefrontal cortex actually isn't even engaged at all <laughs> so we really are wildly unthinking um especially for the first uh few uh moments of panic yeah and we would call this mindlessness kind of thing like that it, i mean it, actually you're like there's a lack of awareness even yeah, that goes yeah. on so it's it's very biophysical um and it's important to like we're going to spend a whole episode series where we talk about all the biomechanics behind the the stress or anxiety response um but it's a it's a physical system that god created and incorporated into our person because it's actually really important that we be able to become anxious um and what i mean is is if you are like out jogging one night and in the in the countryside i get well in the desert here and you see a coyote, you probably shouldn't like jog up to it and attempt to engage, right? Like no. feeling a healthy level of, ooh, that's a wild animal. There's some alpha males that are like, no, I'm going to punch well, that thing in the face. Well, you know, that's fine. I'm not, <laughs> like, there are going to be outliers always, right? So if you're camping and there's a bear, right? you need to be able to experience stress and anxiety. Like there is some healthy fear involved in certain circumstances, which is the reason that God created this system, right? We need this system. I don't, I don't know what happened in my Instagram feed, but you know, you can go through those reels and just view video after video after video. And one of them that came on was uh, when bears attack kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And it was like videos of bears and bears. And I was even getting frightened for them in some of the situations that they were the, in. You, the people. The people they experiencing the, a bear mm -hmm. right in front of them. And they were sticking around filming it. <laughs> and, so, and I'm like, this is where an apathy that, will get you into danger. That's the wildly unthinking yeah. behavior <laughs> this that is, they're talking about. So we don't want to go to apathy either. <laughs> right. um, so panic is extremely, uh, panic <clears throat> attacks specifically are extremely real. Um, I'll, I can, I'll actually just go through like the, the, uh, DSM criteria, the way that, uh, the American Psychiatric Association, Association kind of defines a panic attack. Um, so anybody that has any misconceptions about this being a real thing, lose it. That's absolutely real. And it's a very, very physical, uh, response that's involved. Um, so, um, well, have you ever had a panic attack? Nick, that you know? Not clinically, not okay. clinically that I can actually substantiate a diagnosis on. But yeah, I mean, I felt panicky and so probably there was this one time, this was in my um, sinful uh, nature, where um, a text message didn't get through um, um, uh, in a way that I would have liked uh, to. It, the, the situation is complex. I, um, I was supposed to pick somebody at the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a call from another person say, don't, I'm picking them up at the airport. Oh, okay. But then that other person that I was supposed to pick up at the airport did not receive that other person's text. Oh. And so they were wondering where I'm at. And all of a sudden they lit me up on the text and I'm trying to explain, uh -huh. but I keep getting like five or six and I blew up and oh, it okay. wasn't even anger. It was just panicky. Uh, this was relationship that I had. So it okay. was, a, it was much more like, you never trust me. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And, and it was right. just, you know, I don't know if that's panic attack, but I was probably the most uh, intense situation that I've ever been in where it was just like, I couldn't breathe and mm -hmm. I can't get this and I don't want to let you down yeah. and blah, blah, blah. It sounds panicky. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I wouldn't say it broke me down, uh, because once they got the text message, all I got was, sorry. <laughs> and it ended uh, real quick. Yeah. But, uh, well, but, that's good. At least they, but it, yeah. it was enough uh, of a staple marker in my life to bring up that story. <laughs> so, yeah. You used it as ammunition. Uh, I mean, there's so much things that happened in my life that, <laughs> You know, I don't want you to think that, oh, Nick, you had an argument with your ex-girlfriend kind of thing like that. If that's the only problems you have in your life, oh, you're doing no. fine. Oh, no. uh, but uh, I remember that moment of just feeling just, yeah, straight panic, can't uh -huh. breathe, don't know what to yeah. do. And, like yeah. fear, because you are not like essentially in effect in control of your destiny. Yeah, I'm trying to describe how I'm not a jerk and how I didn't do anything mm -hmm. wrong. Right. Uh, and of course, it right. just didn't work out. Right, but she's not hearing you, right? No, no. Um, okay, so um, I don't know if we've talked about this before. We may have said it in another episode. Um, uh, psychologists, um, mental health clinicians in the United States and Canada, and then all so in Europe also, although they have their own um, texts that they use overseas, 
uh, we use a um, manual that's published by the American Psych- Psychiatric Association called the Diagnostic um, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Health Disorders. And so the DSM, and throughout the show, I'll refer to it a lot because that's how we categorize disorders, if I haven't said that before. So anyway, um, within the DSM, you have di- like diagnostic categories, right? You have disorders that are grouped together um, by shared common traits, right? Right, like shared common patterns, uh, psychological patterns. So, um, there's a full category for anxiety disorders in our most re- recent right. division revision. Excuse me. Um, there's been a category for anxiety disorders, but things have kind of scooted around. So um, under panic disorder, which is obviously under anxiety. Is it going to be a picture of my ex-girlfriend there? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so this is how the American Psychiatric Association defines a panic attack. Okay, so a panic attack is an abrupt surge of intense fear or intense discomfort that reaches a peak within minutes and during which time four or more of the following symptoms occur. Hmm. Um, There's also a note that the abrupt surge can occur from a calm state or from an anxious state. Hmm. So you can go from like you can have precipitating anxiety or you can be like totally fine and all of a sudden you're just panicking. So you can have anxiety on top of anxiety or you can be just calm. Like it can be a gradual progression up to a panic attack or you can be totally fine and all of a sudden it hits you. See, I've experienced more so uh, of the calmness to anxiety and not anxiety on top of anxiety. Mm. I mean, I've experienced that too, but more so on the latter. I don't know if uh, any of our listeners, Uh, is that pretty general? Well, my experience of panic attacks is very typically from a calm state to a very yeah, like yeah. abruptly that's how I, that's how I think about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but people can be so like anxious and like their anxiety escalates to mm. that point. Um, okay, so uh, with four or more of the of the following. Okay, so not doesn't have to be all of these, but at least four of them. Mm. Palpitations, pounding heart or accelerated heart rate. Yeah. Sweating, trembling or shaking. Check sensations of shortness of breath or smothering so Mm -hmm. like or heavy chest Mm -hmm. right it's like somebody sitting on your chest feelings of choking Mm -hmm. chest pain or discomfort nausea or abdominal distress feeling dizzy unsteady lightheaded or faint chills or heat sensations so hot cold flashes Mm. that's when i get um (laughs) uh derealization so feel this is a dissociative response and in reaction to the anxiety. So um, we're not going to get into this too far today, but uh, derealization, feeling like things aren't real, like your reality is not real or depersonalization, detaching, like this isn't me or it's not happening to me. I'm very out of body. Um, I absolutely relate to both of those. I've had panic attacks that both of those things, like in a, as part of a dissociative response occurred. Um, so, and like uh, when we, talk more about trauma in a later episode where it's more common we'll get into that in more detail um fear of losing control or going crazy or fear of dying a lot of people end up in emergency rooms because they've had panic attacks and they think that they're having heart attack um but not they are panicking that's very common that's what one um thing that i hear it feels like i'm having a heart attack kind of thing that's generally what i hear well and again so that's a result of adrenaline in the bloodstream causing the increased heart rate. Um, and that's a, the very simple, simple explanation of the endocrine response that's involved. Um, so yeah, so um, not all of the disorders under the anxiety disorder group in within the that category include panic attacks um, or require panic attacks in order for a diagnosis. Um, but there are certain anxiety disorders that do require the existence of panic, like experience of a panic attack, at least one panic attack. <clears throat> so I don't know if that clarifies the difference between like anxiety and then the experience of panic. Um, but they, while you are typically anxious during a panic attack, everyday anxi- anxiety 
is not the same thing as a panic attack. Right. Right. It's they're vastly, vastly different. Um, and there are so many um, physical like triggers or cues, environmental cues or triggers. We're not like there. I'm not even going to attempt to exhaust what the causes of that can be. Um, I do. And Nick and I were talking about this before we started recording. I do think it's important to note that in some cases, um, albeit in my experience, it's relatively few. It's definitely um, not the majority. Um, there are people that experience like panic or anxiety symptoms. Yeah, and it's not necessarily psychological. Right, like yeah. at all. It's entirely physical. Yeah, so like, uh, mm-hmm. we, yeah, we were discussing this before the episode. I had uh, a youth pastor friend uh, back in the day, and he um, all of a sudden just started experiencing, like, I, I, I mean, a very, very intense anxiety, almost panic. And he, his life was fine. I mean, he didn't understand anything yes they bring him through the mental illness process just to uh cross all the the t's dot all the i's kind of thing mm-hmm. uh but then on further investigation he had an overactive adrenal gland mm-hmm. so that way anytime it got triggered it was just a substantial enough uh, a substantial amount uh to just create anxiety right sure he'd be watching a movie and it's an intense scene with the rock or something like that <laughs> ah! uh-huh. and so uh this was not psychological he did have to uh, be on medication for it mm-hmm. eventually this medication started correcting that okay um but then what did uh he not forego because he had to trust the lord inside of all sure. of this right it it put purpose it put meaning and it controlled his behavior Sure. Um, uh, wisdom. So also showing that the lucid mind can do uh, you something even through the darkest of disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you know, the medication alone, he would say, wasn't the only thing that he needed uh, in that oh, in that regard. Right. Of course, he's a Christian. Well, he, so. Right. And even like research, even all, like the secular research, I've yet to come across a study that doesn't always recommend medication in tandem with some kind of talk therapy well we were already talking about anxiety on top of anxiety and so much sometimes when we have a biological disorder and our behaviors react to that it will create now the psychological sure. disorder on top of that right like and there's right we become anxious about being anxious yeah, the, the word of god <laughs> mitigated that and gave peace to a soul why his body was reacting to some uh, anomalies mm-hmm. and then eventually right. got fixed. So like for it, it, these, this happens again, like I said, it's been um, like less frequent that I come across um, like a strictly biological um, or environmental like cause for anxiety, but it definitely happens. I actually um, worked with uh, uh a child who um, developed some OCD symptoms kind of overnight. Um, And once she, actually her mom was the most amazing advocate. um, And uh, through like lots of different doctor's visits and blood work, yada, 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 determined that um, this particular girl was suffering from something called pandas which like Hmm, i've heard of that yes you've heard of that so essentially what it is is a low-grade strep infection that's kind of chronic um and it doesn't really get treated or go away and it causes serious anxiety symptoms in kids Hmm. um and so once we started treating the strep infection her anxiety almost totally cleared up almost overnight so really the I like the whole point is to say like that those situations absolutely occur. They happen. Um, and it's really important that when like people are receiving counsel, when Christians are receiving counsel from other Christians, that that's taken into consideration, right? Like right. you don't blanket statement somebody, well, you just need to exercise more faith, right? Right. Because you're feeling anxious. That might not be what's going on. Um, so uh, we thought it was really important to kind of bring that whole piece of it up to, um, just as another reason to be, um, more, you know, just more informed in how you handle 
this specific type of issue like right. it's somebody who's like struggling with anxiety exactly and we've looked at the diagnostic criteria already for uh, panic attacks. for panic attacks yeah. but even in that category there was a lot of difference in just yeah and and how to actually um identify uh these things again it's just not black and white you can't substantiate it on one thing right. or one well, even... and one person's experience like one person might manifest four of those things yeah. and somebody else does a totally different form. yeah exactly so. um it doesn't always look the same for each person either right. right so yeah the the idea is to try not to generalize where we shouldn't right where exactly. something more complicated is potentially going on right um yeah so um you, i mean you already talked really about um the the difference between worry and over worry which i think is critical as christians for us to try and live in that place of healthy concern, not right. I mean, sinful anxiety. I, I mentioned this before. I've spoken to many people who have this sinful conviction of being concerned about anything. Sure. Um, I once had to talk somebody out of that thinking because they're like, man, I, I care about my kids, care about how they grow up. I want to do a good job. And I go, well, good for you. <laughs> good. I was like, is it interfering with your daily life? And he mm-hmm. goes, no. And I go, thinking about it at work and you can't do your work and he goes no right and i go well you sound like a dad yeah. <laughs> right. i go but i was like mm-hmm. are you not trusting the lord and he goes no no not at all i don't even think that at all i just right. you know i care about them growing up and i go yes good you're supposed right. to walk with your children along the way now and give them the word right. <laughs> do do what this do what this concern is signaling for right. you to do which is well, and to be so, a dad so for anybody out there who has experienced panic attacks is experiencing them um and doesn't really doesn't understand why what's go i mean go go seek counsel yeah go seek counsel um and um we're talking about like a very real physical reaction that deserves mm-hmm. attention yes. right so don't avoid it because it's uncomfortable, right? Deal with deal with it, right? Address it. So, um, in our in the when we continue this discussion, um, I want to spend a little bit more time, kind of generally going over the different disorders that exist under the like anxiety, um, heading within yeah. the DSM, um, just as information for people to kind of understand how uh, clinicians are categorizing right, this right. stuff and the patterns that have been observed. Um, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit more of, you know, like the, so what, so what do I do? You know, yes, if I'm exactly. experiencing any of this stuff, what do I do? Um, and uh, uh, yeah, practical application stuff. Right. Essentially. Awesome. So we'll leave off there. Keep it this in mind even into the next episode that with many trials and tribulations, you will enter the kingdom of heaven and you will not get out of this world without breathing. And just keep in mind, take heart that he has overcome the world. Thank you.